This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton back in the studio this morning, and I will uh, ask my guests to indulge me for just a moment as I uh, proudly report that Tommy B. called Friday afternoon to say that Newsmakers has been nominated for the uh, Veterans Day Letters from Alma uh, program uh, for a Silver Dome Award from the Broadcasters Association. So that was was a pretty fun way to wrap up the week and also the Be the One campaign that we did for mental health has also been nominated. So uh, we're feeling kind of blessed this morning and and we uh, appreciate that and whether we won or not is immaterial, but it was sure nice to be be nominated. A lot of work went into both of those things. So thanks to my guest for indulging me for a moment. And my guest this morning is Dwight Lucas II. Not the first, the second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is here. He is the Chief Diversity Officer for Danville Area Community College. Good morning. Good morning. Nice yeah. for you to be here oh, with thank us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Uh, most probably of the people that are out there listening know who the heck you are and who your dad is. Um, but tell us about yourself anyway. Let, okay. Let's get to know you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I started working at, at DAC as a, mainly as a graphic design instructor there, and that was about 14 years ago. And so I've been there teaching 14 years, and that's extended to other classes. Like I'm teaching African-American history class out there now, and so I, I've been out there doing doing that. But just recently, in the past three months, I took on a new role as chief diversity officer there um, after the previous diversity officer uh, transitioned to a new position. But Carla Boyd, as we yes, all know, we, we, we miss Carla. Yeah, she was wonderful, yeah, but we yeah. wish her well on her new, mm-hmm. her new challenges. So, right. so your background is really uh, graphic design. Yeah, Talk graphic to me design. about that. Where'd mm-hmm. that come from? Um, it just come came from a interest in art. I've always been interested in in art and and music and and just basically humanities in in general, which includes all of those things. Um, but that started when I went to Illinois State University. I, I majored in art there and and took graphic design there also. And just I've also done work for local companies around here, uh, churches, private companies, private parties. Um, doing graphic design work, so always been interested in art in some way, and and I also play uh, music for the local church, New Life Church of Faith, where mm-hmm. Pastor Tom, Thomas Miller there. Sure. Yep, I play there uh, the saxophone there. So cool. Yep, always been interested in art. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That really is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you know you want? Did you always know you wanted to teach, or no, not at all. Okay, I, I, how'd yeah. that happen? <laughs> well, I. I knew I wanted to do something with art, and um, and so yeah. <laughs> that can be a hard gig to yeah. get paid for sometimes. <laughs> and that's and you're right, and that's part of the reason why I changed into graphic design, just because it seemed I could monetize my my craft a little bit better there. So I eventually worked for, like I said, local businesses and just freelanced a while in in Danville, uh, but eventually just applied to. DAC as a part-time graphic design instructor and over time that just led to being employed there full-time so 
That's yeah. that's really interesting. It yeah. actually is, and it's yeah. it's interesting that you develop that into a teaching position too. That actually then developed into something else. That's <laughs> been the story of my life. Always, something that always developed into something else. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes that's 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 a really good thing. So, so when Doctor Nacko um, approached you about this position um, or the admin in general, <laughs> uh, what what were your tasks? What is the chief diversity officer supposed to do? So you get up every morning, you get ready, and you go to work. <laughs> what is What are your goals? What What's your mission? What's your purpose? Yeah, my, my role is to serve as the primary administrator to advance mission-driven diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts there at DAC. And just to be the lead person to provide point leadership as far as strategy and how to address things like achievement gaps between underrepresented students and and uh, majority students. And just to also be able to plan and come up with new strategies, plans, uh, and initiatives that are college-wide or campus-wide. Um, so, yeah, that's my, my main responsibilities there. Well, I've had the pleasure of serving on the uh, the president's uh, access and e- equity, access and diversity uh, committee for many years now. Since it actually when it came into being, I believe under Dr. Jacobs, I think mm-hmm. Alice Marie started that through the Achieve the Dream mm-hmm. program. I can't remember right. for I sure, but I think it. that's how it mm-hmm. went. And it's been interesting to watch that that group of community people. Who come together every month, um, kind of work through. As uh, as Dwight and I were talking before we went on the air, uh, it's kind of been an interesting process of watching it go from just a bunch of people sitting around talking to actually trying to accomplish some things. And it's a because it's it's a it's not something you just you just say okay here's the agenda and we're going to do one two and three and then everything's okay and we can go home. I mean mm-hmm. it's 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 a complicated issue. What I'm impressed with with the college is what really has happened over the last few years. And Carla Boyd certainly was integral to with a lot of that in, in developing some programs to get young black youth right. onto the campus at DAC and into school mm-hmm. to build a life. And I, I think that really is the ultimate goal, is it not? Right, yeah. So I, I think a few programs, uh, I know one... It's called Toolbox. That was yeah, Toolbox. I'm okay. familiar with that one. Yeah, yeah. That was specifically uh, focused on African American males, and I think she also came up with uh, a Wise. It was a for a women's group. Uh, mm-hmm. Some course. I can't for remember. For, yeah, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then, um, then there's also other initiatives like Operation Graduation, where we're looking at first time uh, students, uh, first generation students, seeing how they progress over a certain amount of time, and just closely monitoring their their progress, but yeah, that's a that's a large part of it. And like you said, the with the committee, uh, a large as far as the access, um, equity, and diversity committee. A part of our goal is to be more active into the community and just trying to <clears throat> pull on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the okay. the um, community to see how we can can help uh, underrepresented students and and. African American males in the in the community there, because it's really I mean it's always been a challenge and it's always been an issue, but it seems like today it's a bigger one than ever. And 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 again, as as Dwight and I were talking, talking before we went on air, uh, one of the things that has concerned me for some time now is that I'm afraid we're not 
reaching all those kids, I'm afraid that what we're doing is is we're letting a whole lot of them kind of slip through and just assuming they're going to fail mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out later. And it, mm-hmm. even, I, mean, I don't mean that to sound like it has bad intent. It doesn't. Yeah. It's just the world, yeah. uh, which is yeah. complicated on a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not always reaching those kids that need some extra effort, some extra challenge, and some extra programs to get them involved. Because once you get them involved, they can be very productive members of society. Right, right. Otherwise, you let them go and they're not. And so mm-hmm. your alternative is not a... Not a particular winner right. <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. you when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from your perspective, um, as head of the the uh, chief officer for for diversity on the campus, uh, are are we making progress? Are we getting there? Slow um, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's been like you said, slow, um, and and there are progress being made. Progress being made, but at the same time, there's sometimes setbacks that just kind of get rid of. <laughs> that progress. Um, but I think a large part is kind of like what you said, um, just seeing the the potential in in the people that we're not reaching, kind of just envisioning them as not just, so to speak, survivors um, and just focusing on things. As far as like an institution like us at the college, not thinking of them just as completers, um, it's not numbers. Can, it's right, not, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, retention. I think we need to see them more as high achievers. When they come in there, we need to probably expect more out of them. And I think the programs that we then offer to them will reflect uh, more more their needs that they need to excel in, in uh, higher education. Well, I think that's one of the battles of education in general is challenging kids. You challenge them enough that you get them actually engaged and wanting to learn more. Mm -hmm. And that's not always an easy step to do. We sometimes maybe throw programs (laughs) (laughs) pell-mell out there and and think that's going to solve it. But that's not necessarily it. Sometimes it's that person-to-person contact, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be a close relationship. And the students, they also have to feel that they're, there's a relationship uh, with the, with the staff, the faculty, and, and that's important. And we're we are uh, making progress, and we are trying hard to do that. Um, and we're fortunate to have uh, senior leadership out there and and um, people in top positions that really really support diversity out there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to talk more with Dwight in just a moment when we come back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning and joining me today is Dwight Lucas II, who is the Chief Diversity Officer for Danville Area Community College. He's a hometown guy, born and raised here, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... What made you decide you wanted to be, I'm going to veer off here for just a second, but I'm mm-hmm. curious about that because we worry all the time about losing our kids, although we're seeing more and more of our young people come back to mm-hmm. actually settle down and build their lives even after they've gone off to mm-hmm. have a little fun and get out there in the big city and stuff. Yeah. Um, what made you decide you want to spend your life here? Um, I guess, you know, like you said, I was born and, and raised here, and I really 
just think this is a great community to to live in, to raise your kids, um, and and it's uh, safe. And it, not that it doesn't have its its issues or problems, but every every community and every um, uh, like the community has has issues and problems. But um, have family here, and uh, yeah, it's just always been a, a, I think a good place to to raise a family. So talk to me about growing up mm-hmm. black in Danville, Vermilion County. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you? Um, generally, it was, I, I, I guess it's been mixed. You know, it's, I've, I've had, I don't have any super bad stories to, <laughs> to share or anything. But, That's a good thing. But um, it's, I've had, had instances with, with uh, discrimination, you know, microaggressions um, and, um, I think that's like I said, it's going to be in any community, especially um, with um, or most communities where where there's a mix in diversity, as in Danville, because di- Danville is pretty pretty diverse. It's not just on one scale. People don't it's really a, realize yeah, that yeah. how diverse it actually is. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of Hmong folks come in. We mm-hmm. have Asian population, uh, Hispanic, Latina. Mm-hmm. We have a really interesting mix of people. Right live here but they mostly are in their own communities and right. i don't know that people always realize just how diverse we, we really are yeah 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 but there's I, not that i know of not too much that brings us all together in in a yeah. sense there's but oh yeah. there's nothing that brings us all together yeah. anymore <laughs> period yeah but yeah yeah so talk a little bit about being an average uh, ordinary kid growing up in a small town um, how was your life different than your white friends, or was it different, or what? I think. Um, I mean, yeah. cause, and mm-hmm. and in all fairness, I mean, mm-hmm. your dad's well known. He's certainly established in the community. Mm-hmm. Your family's established. So you know, you you. I don't know if you're average or not, but <laughs> but you know what I'm asking. Yeah. What what was it actually like for you? Because. We don't always acknowledge that, and and I think we need to do a little bit more of that. Try to understand. Yeah, I think it for me growing up, it it was okay. At least I, I thought it was okay. And part of that might have been because I might have been ignorant of of certain things going on that I didn't know about uh, when I was growing up, and that and that might have just even developed into when I was older. And by by ignorant, I mean just like knowing certain opportunities that are out there, um, knowing of them and um, knowing about how to go about uh, succeeding in life and, and just certain opportunities. And I mean, just like like maybe I didn't know that I could get a tutor to help me in school and or just know that scholarships were out there when I wanted to go to, to college. I think there's a lot of things like that that affect the the African American community and minority communities, in 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 large, not just with school, but with healthcare, with with uh, just not knowing certain things um, are out there that maybe my white counterparts are know about and are getting help with. So, That's what yeah. I was talking about earlier mm-hmm. when I was when I was uh, referring to that lack of hope or or lack of understanding of your potential. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you grow up in a in a somewhat secure ordinary household mm-hmm. um you have the you you have access to some of that yeah. if you're growing up in a in a, in an environment where you know parents didn't go to college uh 
Mm-hmm. Uh, things are completely different, and the socioeconomic factors are completely different. Right, right. You may or may not know you have potential. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You could be a. You could be a great artist, and you don't even know it because mm-hmm. you just sit around and doodle. But it doesn't mean anything to you, and you don't know that that's an indication that you have artistic talent. Right, right. Um, so that's that's what I was talking about earlier. That yeah. to me, that seems like that's what the um, what the college can do, what the community college can do to to try to help uh, reach out to those communities of color and and diversity and make them aware of the potential. If you if you just know there's some potential, you can do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's yeah them knowing their potential, and then just also on the on the flip side, as far as the people that's providing resources and programs, letting them know that there's also on the flip side and an advantage that some other people have that that they don't have. Um, so I think that's also important. There's this uh, one video on, on YouTube. It, it's a a person, he has a whole bunch of kids lined up as like an, in a race. And he said, I'm going to, whoever wins this race first, I'm going to give you $100. So there's like 17 kids or so all lined up the race. But before he starts, he says, if this statement applies to you, I want you to take two steps forward. Um, if it doesn't apply to you, I want you to just stay still. And he says things like, um, how many of you have not had to worry about mm. your next meal? And so students take, a, you know, two steps forward. And then he says, how many of you have had both parents in your household? And then, you know, uh, a lot of the students uh, step forward. And so he goes on and on and on wow. about this. And then he has the kids that are so far ahead look back and say, you know, look at those behind you. They nothing that they've done have has affected their life nothing no decisions that they've made has put them in the position that they are it's just how life is uh um handed them those those cards but yeah that, and that's interesting mm-hmm. you that that's a really interesting um video that that mm-hmm. and it and that's exactly shows what some of the conversation is sometimes that people don't they you don't get it if if you've never thought about it mm-hmm. Right. So, so, and and when you t- <laughs> uh, when you mm. talk about it, everybody knee jerks um, and gets defensive. Yeah. yeah. So if I mm. if I talk about white privilege, everybody goes, oh, oh my god. <laughs> you know. yeah. But but it's reality, and you have to understand right. what it is. So, yeah. uh, and I've had this conversation more than once. It's like so I I had white privilege when I was born at Lakeview Hospital mm-hmm. seventy three years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was automatic. Now, my mom and dad struggled to pay their bills and do their... I mean, it's not like we were living in a mansion or anything was handed to me. Right, right. But I did have some things about expectation for college and expectation about building a life. And if, and that's all about hope and talking to somebody and saying, you can do this. Right. If you don't believe you can do it, you can't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's interesting. That is that's quite a video. I'm gonna have to look that up and oh, yeah. <laughs> see what that looks like. We'll be back in just a moment to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Dwight Lucas the second who is Chief Diversity Officer for Danville Area Community College. He also heads up the uh, the President's um, 
uh, President Nacco's uh, Access, Equity, and Diversity Committee that I have the privilege of serving on and have since since its inception. Um, and we're just kind of talking about what that what his job responsibilities are and and actually talking a little bit about race here right in uh, Danville, Illinois and in Vermilion County and how we're trying to get our kids educated, which is the goal. Yeah. So how serious is the problem, Dwight? Um, I sit here in my little protected environment and make speculation <laughs> like I know everything, which, yeah. of course, <laughs> I do. Um about how bad the problem is, but it's kind of significant. Is I mean, I mm-hmm. I guess what I'm asking is, we keep talking about it, but mm-hmm. are we making any progress? And and we came close to talking about that before, but I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. it seems to me that today we're losing more kids, especially with conflict, violence, um, and not engaging them in in education. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it seems to me like. We're losing ground instead of gaining it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's very critical, it's especially getting kids into into good programs, especially education that can help them later on. And I think it's even more critical because I I really believe that the United States is as a whole is just going to start to look different. It's going to be more yeah. more uh, the minorities will eventually be the the majority and. I think um, institutions like the college, as we look forward and how we want to address the community, we need to think about the change in dynamics of of our demographics and, and surrounding communities. So, if we don't change, I think it's it's not going to go well for for the institution and and just even for the communities because there will be probably more issues that come up just um, because of the resistance to change. Like, yeah. So. Um, are you worried about the future? I mean, are, what would you do if you could, if you could, if you could fix it? That's <laughs> silly, yeah. but you know what I mean? If you could, so what are some things you think we need to be doing a better job of to try to get these kids to believe they have a future, they have potential? Um, I think the first thing is like, just like how we're doing, talking about <clears throat> these issues and talking about race in general, and then. Second, just actually believing in ourselves that the students are are high achievers. They're they've just haven't been given the the same opportunities, the the equal opportunities as some others, um, the same resources. Um, but they're just just like others. Uh, some don't even might not even need uh, motivation. They're self motivated themselves. They just need that initial uh, reach reach out to from to them to um, get them in into a certain program or institution. But I think that's that's one step. But I think a large part of it is just just being open and, and talking about it um, at first there. We're kind of afraid to do that. Yeah. Talk to yeah. me about that. Yeah, How do we get over that fear? So <clears throat> so when we start talking about equity yeah. You can see the hairs on the back of the neck kind of start going up and <laughs> yeah. diversity and oop, there goes some right. more hairs and, yeah. and white privilege. And oh my gosh, mm-hmm. then that's the whole head standing on, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. how do we, how do we get past that in your opinion? Because you're one yeah. of the younger folks. Right. So you're going to, you're going to be one of the people that brings the change. Mm-hmm. How's that going to happen? What's, what's that look like? How are you going to do yeah. it? Well, I, th- I think it's just first thinking about race as, 
as pretty much a, a neutral thing. I, I mean, it's a social construct um, that's kind of accepted, but it's also a reality. And by reality, I mean it's it's pretty much how it's used in in adverse ways. And so, if we see race as a as a neutral thing, we can accept to talk about um, black people, white people, and not be uncomfortable about those conversations. So when we say something like race matters, uh, we don't just, it's normal to think of just like black and brown people. But when we say race matters, it's also white people too. And so it's thinking about race in, in a more broad and in, in more comfortable sense and also just diversity in a broad sense. You think you think you young folks have, are are getting moved in that? Were you moving us in the right direction? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> if yeah. not, you know, <laughs> you're going to have to find another job. So yeah. we have to figure that out. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate you being with me this morning and yeah. beginning this conversation. We're going to do more of this, I think, as as months go by and oh, as yeah. you develop in your position and in. We can talk about this because yeah. we need to talk about it. Yeah, that would be good. All right. Yeah. We wish you the best. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you for, for being with us. I appreciate it. And uh, look forward to talking to you again. Okay? Oh, yeah, I would like that. All yep. right. Take care, Dwight. <laughs> um, join us tomorrow. I'll be back in the studio. And with me will be Tanya Hill and Danielle Watson. And they are both breast cancer survivors. So they're going to they're gonna take some time and share their stories with us about what they went through, what that experience is like, and what survival is like, because we don't, we don't often focus on the, the joy of survival. So join us tomorrow uh, right here on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.